Happy Halloween, everybody! Welcome back to the show, the podcast. I have no idea how clearly you can hear me, if you can hear me at all, and if you're just listening, I'm in a I'm in a helmet because because I'm an idiot. But it's Halloween, and we will record exactly 30 seconds of this episode <laughs> in this helmet. But I figured I'd be festive for everybody uh, because SDS was not festive. After just heater after heater of pretty decent programs, last Friday they gave us absolute shit. <laughs> And it's unfortunate, because they were on a roll. They really were, truly were. Um, bad things. Bad things that happened on Friday. I originally planned for this episode to go through a prediction of every finest card that we're going to get when the new set and season drops. Um, but they derailed my plans. They, they derailed my plans pretty quick because, uh, because of these programs. They suck. They suck. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this helmet off because, for all I know, I've already ruined all the audio quality. Because I'm an idiot. But I gotta put my glasses back on. I don't know where they are. There's the glasses. Here's this. All right. We're back in business. Hi, everybody. My name's Kenny. Welcome back to the show, the podcast. Episode... I don't know what episode it is. But yeah, we've got... Unfortunately, we've got programs to talk about. And I don't want to waste any more time. Let's just hop on in to the conversation. So, let's start first... With the trick-or-treat programs. Okay? So, we were expecting something like the Easter egg hunt, right? I think I think kind of we all were. Um, their Easter egg hunt program, for those who don't remember, or maybe were not around for the Easter egg program. Where is the Easter egg program? Is it in the... Oh, there it is. The Great Egg Hunt. Discover nine hidden eggs. There was, like, a bunch of stuff scattered around the game. Some stuff in mini-seasons, some stuff in BR, some stuff all over the place. And you went down this reward path and ultimately didn't get anything great, but at the time, the cards weren't awful. Gregory Soto, of course, being very, very good. Um, this would have been okay if the cards, of course, were better in our reward path. Instead, what they gave us... <laughs> Two things I've yet to even complete, because I don't care about them, are the trick and treat programs, separate programs. We'll start with the trick program. First things first, let's get it out of the open. I don't exactly know how I'm unlocking vouchers. I just know sometimes I end a game and I've received a voucher. I'm pretty sure there are tutorials and stuff on the internet. If you'd like to Google them, go ahead. But I assure you, Neither of these programs are worth the time, investment, or the research. Because you'll just get the vouchers eventually anyway. Plus, the cards, this is the big stinker here, are terrible. Terrible. And it's so sad. It honestly is. Because if you go back to the Great Race of 98 program, which was potentially one of the lowest points in, in this game cycle... We had good stuff. The Clemente Day program, good. Pennant Chase, good. Career Tribute, good. Monthly Awards is always good. Wild Card and Division Series, they were I. And then we're to this. We'll start with the Trick program. We get a bat, uh, a jack-o'-lantern, a noise. Pennant Chase packs that are Y. Number Retirement, Y. Diamond Duos, great. Tristan McKenzie. Listen. Tristan McKenzie in real life is a stud. Truly a stud. This is not me slandering the good name of Tristan McKenzie. I think if he's not already an ace, 
He's a future ace. The kid is gross. He is a, a, a prototypical exhibit A of pitchers who are fantastic in real life who don't translate to this game because their pitch mix stinks. And SDS does them no favors by cheating a little bit and giving them a sinker or a cutter. The larger debate here is that the meta is always the meta, and that sucks. But, but, while the meta is what it is, Tristan McKenzie is a waste. Four-seam slider, 12-6-2-seam. That's it. 77 velo, that's awful. It's factual, but it's awful. And he's terrible. Next up, Patrick Wisdom, who, I will say, admittedly, has one of my favorite swings in this game. And in BR, he's an absolute demon. But this is the worst 99 in the game this year, or up there. When you look at his base hitting attributes, 100 contact right, 104 contact left, and then max power both sides, you're like, oh, fun. 92 fielding, cool. 76 speed, not bad. He has 45 vision. 45. And then 65 clutch. Rendering this card essentially useless. In BR, you can probably still get away with it. But if he's your pick in the 99 round in BR, Lord help that team. Redraft it immediately. Because, gosh, that's bad. It's just a total lack of awareness of how these cards should operate. And it stinks because they were on such a roll. Now, Patrick Sandoval. They made better by adding a sinker. They did something smart. They should have done that with Tristan McKenzie. This card, I will admit, is not complete and utter horseshit. 107 hit 9 ain't bad. 121 pitching clutch is great. 99 break on the slider as a primary. We love that. His primary slider also is probably going to have great par because his control and BB per 9 are very good or good enough. But on October whatever that this dropped... Is, is Patrick Sandoval moving the needle for anyone? Angels fans, it might not even move the needle for. I could be speaking out of my ass. I don't think I am. So, now we have Patrick Sandoval, who I don't have yet. And even when I do get him, I probably won't touch him. Because he's, he's still Patrick Sandoval. Even with a sinker, he still sucks. So that's the trick program. And let me tell you, they certainly tricked all of us. Because we all thought we were going to get a fun, cool Easter egg type thing to do. And instead we got crap. Now we go to the treat program. And let me tell you, there's no treats in here. Not a single treat. Not one that makes me salivate. We get an icon. We get a banner. Wow. We get a bat chirp. Which is a, a, a noise. A career tribute pack. And then, hold on to your butts. 97 overall Tyler Anderson. Tyler Anderson. Funky delivery. Cutter sinker. He's got the meta. But he has 70 velo, 88 BB per nine, and he's a 97 awful pitcher. He's just terrible. He's just bad. Then we move on. Tyler Matzik. My review of Tyler Matzik might be very different than your review. It's going to vary person to person. The positives here is, of course, it's another lefty reliever and he throws a cutter. So he's got one meta pitch. No quirks. That sucks. 124 hit per 9, great. 125k per 9, great. His break, very good because he's, his slider moves a lot. Uh, sorry, didn't mean to exit that. The velo's okay, the control isn't great. 37 stamina out of the bullpen, very good. 
For you, this might be a God Squad lefty reliever. For me, he's utter trash, because I don't think he's good. I think he's easy to hit, and I don't I don't trust 80 BB per nine. I just don't. Like I said, it's going to vary person to person. You might find this card usable. I think of the lot of all the cards we got between the Trick and Treat programs, this is probably the one that will get the most use. That doesn't mean it's the best. It just means it, it is at the position we need most. So... Tyler Matzik, I guess, gets a B- to C- for his utility, but God, this card is, is not going to do it. Then we get a cool card. Retro Finest Jay Cronenworth. I believe 2021 was his breakout season. It might have been 2020. might have been 2021. Someone hit me in the comments. I don't recall. Um, he can field. He can play a lot of positions in the infield. His speed of 84 ain't bad. Um, he fits the shortstop durability team, so that helps him. Or shortstop captain team, excuse me. He doesn't fit the durability team, sorry. Um, but like, eh, 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 no one's using this card. Look at, look at the lineups people are running. Look at the depth in the middle infield and the corner infield. Nobody is going to use Jake Cronenworth. The card can't even hold a friggin' candle. A candle. I will show you right now. I'll use science to show this. I have Cody Bellinger here at first base. Where in the hell is Jake Cronenworth? Is he not a primary first baseman? What is he? Hold on. See, I don't even know. My point here is still going to stand. He's a second baseman. Okay, sorry. Sorry. Let's just assume most of everybody is running either J-Ram or Mookie Betts at second base. Or Cattell. Look how much better Mookie is than Cronenworth. Cronenworth leads in power versus right and vision. But Mookie's vision's great anyway. And then you compare him to J-Ram. Cronenworth leads in two categories again. Contact first left, barely, and arm accuracy. A whoopity friggin' do. And that's only because I just put J-Ram in a secondary. Long story short here is Cronenworth, while fun, I will admit, fun, different. That's the type of fun, different 99 you drop in a diamond duo much earlier in the year. Not one you give us now in an October program for Halloween. And then the last card, a card not a soul asked for, uh, three home run game Mike Yastrzemski. Again, another cool card that could have been a diamond duo or something earlier in the year. On paper, this card is pretty good. 95 fielding is astounding. 63 speed is all right. Max clutch, which offsets the 109 contact right, 118 contact left, so he will be max with runners on base, uh, runners in scoring position rather. 120 powers, very good versus right. 108 power versus left, ain't bad, especially as a lefty himself. 82 vision, I think, is what kills this card. It's shockingly not awful. But no one's going to use Mike Yastrzemski in right field. Look at the roster of right fielders we have. So, haha, I guess, trick or treat. It was not a treat. It was more like a smell my feet. It, it was just not, not good. Not what you want. And now it's time to talk about the Championship Series program. Which, I will again admit, has fun players. Fun swings. But, it does not make up for the fact that a lot of the cards are still ass. Just in case you were clamoring, salivating, yearning for a Maurizio Duban. Here he is. His swing is fun. I'm hitting 667 online, but he's terrible. He's terrible. He's a, What are you using a 97 for right now? 
Martin Maldonado, perhaps the last player I ever expected to get a high diamond, has a pretty shitty one. Uh, he can field. Hooray. So there he is. Paven Smith. I am hitting 900. No shit with this card. I'm 7 for 10. I also have a walk. I've hit 5 home runs with 11 RBI. His swing is incredible. I ha I was the first one. I'm 1 of 1 to P1 with Paven Smith. That's not an exaggeration. On the left side of the screen there, I'm 1 of 1 P1. Did I get him to P? I didn't get him to P2 yet. I probably won't because I stopped using him. His swing is friggin' incredible. But by golly gosh, this card is bad. This card is just bad. It really, it truly is. It's a 97. Ryan Thompson, a cool card. SDS always, we say this all the time. SDS always knocks relievers out of the park in these programs. For the most part. Sometimes they kind of suck. We'll get to one of those, trust me. But usually they knock it out of the park. 35 stamina for Ryan Thompson. He's a right-handed sidewinder who with the primary sinker, slider, four seam, no quirks. Um, the BB per nine and control are very good. The clutch is out of this world. His pitches break all over the effing place. So that's good. The problem is he has 68 velo and his max pitch velo is 92 on the four seam, 90 on the sinker. It's not great. I do expect to see him. I might even give him a try. But ultimately, it's just, it's the pitcher himself. He doesn't throw very hard. There's nothing SDS really can do about that. So that's where we are. Phil Baton. Very similar to Ryan Thompson, except he throws overhand, of course. He's got what you want with the sinker. He's got a slurve as well. But he only throws 67 on his velo. Not good. He's going to top out at 91-ish. Not good. And he's got no effing quirks. Relief help is always appreciated. Relief variety is always appreciated. 125 pitch and clutch is going to help. 125 hit per nine is great. 95 hit per nine, or K per nine rather. Bad, bad, bad. I do think Phil Maton's going to get some play. Not a ton. Next, Leody Tavares, who's had an incredible season. This card is horseshit. This card is a Battle Royale card. And I know some people don't like when cards are classified as Battle Royale cards versus other, but that's all this is. He's an incredibly fielding or incredible fielding center fielder with speed, a switch hitter who's got more pop than his power numbers suggest right here. But like this, this card stinks. It really just does. Josh Spores. This is the worst reliever in this program, the worst pitcher in this program. It might be the worst card in this program. Uh, he doesn't throw anything good. Four seam slider slurve. He's got no quirks. I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot ball. Next, we're on to the 99s. There were 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 99s in this program. Cool, kind of. Aaron Nola, here he is. I think he's... Uh, you know what? Let's do the comparison right now. Let's do it for science. I'm going to do it in a backup lineup, just so I don't mess anything up here. We're going to put... Oh, look, he's right there. Both Aaron Nola's side-by-side. Side. I believe we have a set three Aaron Nola. There he is. Okay. Granted, I'm P1 with the set three Aaron Nola. Back-to-back, side-by-side, tushy-to-tushy. Stamina is better on the older Aaron Nola. Clutch, significantly better. Holy shit, he's got max clutch on the other Aaron Nola. The new Aaron Nola picks six shutout innings with seven Ks in game two of the championship series, and he only has 103 clutch. Make it make sense. The BB per nine on postseason Nola, marginally better. The K per nine, marginally better on the postseason Aaron Nola. Hit per nine on the old Aaron Nola, better. Fielding, uh, it's parallel one. That's only a one difference. That doesn't count. The breaks are the same. Control is better on postseason. Velocity is better on postseason. 
it's it's close. But stamina, clutch, and hit per nine all being that much better, I'll deal with a little less a little less velocity, guys. It's not close. I mean, it's not that it's not that far. And then control three difference. I mean, it's not that bad either. I think I'd rather use the old Aaron Nola. The pitch mixes are the same. Aaron Nola has his cutter and his sinker. He does throw a little soft, but I actually think Nola is pretty effective. This pitcher is not the worst. But it's just that he's not as good as the older version when this is a postseason card. That's that's my big complaint, guys. Uh, Alec Thomas has never faced a left-handed pitcher before based on these numbers. He does have max clutch, though, and that's nice. A lot of people think Alec Thomas has a nice little swing. I'm still to be determined on that. I haven't really used him enough to know. He's a tiny little tot at 5'11", which is taller than me, but in the baseball world, he's a tiny little tot. Uh, he also plays first base, which is kind of cool as a secondary. But the card sucks. Uh, Jeff Hoffman. God, if they had given this guy anything other than a four-seam slider splitter, give him a, a sinker included in that, and I'm using this guy. His card looks so good. 30 stamina, which is nice. A couple extra pitches out of the bullpen. This card looks great, but he throws absolute shit. So, he's unusable. Brandon fought, uh, fought Fat. Stay tuned to Thursday when we try to pitch with him in a video. I already recorded it. It went fine, except we had people quit, so it didn't go as long as I would have liked. But, Brandon Fought's here. They gave him a sinker. Cool beans. It's just unfortunate that his stamina is so goddamn low. I blame his manager for pulling him from the game far too early. And he lacks stuff to get lefties out. He throws a sweeper and a 12-6, which is just so stupid. Give him one curve and then make one of them a slider. But Brandon Fought's here. He's, he's whatever. And now get ready for me to be really angry. What the fuck is this card? JT Realmuto, if he's not the best catcher in baseball, he's the second or third best catcher in baseball. And calling him third might actually be insulting, and I'm not trying to insult anybody here. JT Realmuto is incredible. He has max fielding, essentially, which is deserved. His speed is maxed at 99 at P5, which is stunningly cool. Like, truly cool. But JT Realmuto, in the championship series, produced a team-high six RBIs. His clutch is only 105. What in the hell is that? He was the most clutch hitter on the whole damn team, and he's got 105 clutch. And then, other than 115 power left, which is good, it's very good, I like that. He's under 100 in contact right, contact left, and power right. Granted, you parallel him up, he reaches, you know, he gets there. But there is a, an, an issue with card attribution um, uh, breakdown, card attribution dispersion, where if you give players too much fielding and speed, you don't have enough points allotted to juice up their hitting to where they should be. I don't know the algorithm. I don't know how the math works. I've never done the math. I'm not going to do the math. But, Real Muto, who's one of the best hitting catchers in baseball, let alone the fielding and speed, which he is both incredible at as well, and maybe the best at both again as well. It is unfair that we cannot find ways to beef up his hitting to accurately reflect what he is. I don't know the answer to this. 
We've gotten three 99 Real Mutos this year. This is the worst one. I'm pretty positive. The World Baseball Classic was the best one. I think the World Series reward was number two, and this is clearly number three. It's incredibly bad. And this would have been a cool option for a new catcher when Adley Rutschman phases out at the end of this week. Unless you wildcard him. Instead, we're left with somebody I don't think many people are going to use. Ryan Presley, uh, listen, I am not anti-Ryan Presley. If you want to use him, by all means, give him a shot. He's not my cup of tea. I've heard a lot of people say, even though he doesn't throw anything meta, his delivery plus how much his pitches move actually makes him pretty viable. That's great. If you want to use him, go ahead. For me, I'm not comfortable using Ryan Presley, so I'm not going to use him. But I don't have any opinion on you using him. Go right ahead if you'd like to. He probably does play better than what you'd think anyway. His attributes are great. 37 stamina is very good. I wish the velo was higher, but that's just, that's Ryan Presley. That's all he is. And of course, no quirks. Jonah Heim, beefy, cool card. The contact rate's a little lackluster, but he does have the max clutch. And you can live with 99 contact right with the rest of the hitting the way it looks. The hitting looks very good. The fielding's phenomenal. He's slower than, than a dog shit. And he's a switch hitting catcher. He might get play now that Adley's gone. I just don't like Jonah Heim's swing. That's just my personal preference. I'm not going to shit on a card because I don't like the swing versus you guys might like the swing. Jonah Heim is hardly the worst culprit of that. Yvonne Rodriguez, Willie Mays, Mike Piazza, those guys are worse. Those swings are objectively horse crap. Uh, Jonah Heim's cool. He's not bad. I, I, I guess I guess he helps make this program a little better, but there's still glaring problems with this this program. Oh hey, I've seen this card before. It's another 99 Kyle Schwarber. I knew we were getting one. It's not an LOL moment. I figured we were going to get one. I mean, Kyle Schwarber's swing is incredible. This card looks insane. But just forgive me for not being excited for another 99 Kyle Schwarber that does the same thing every other 99 Kyle Schwarber has ever done. He's like, and he's stuck at DH, by the way, because he's only got 57 fielding and he's a primary DH. So the second you put him in the field, he loses another five from his fielding rating. He can play first, left and right. No catcher secondary on this court. Thank God. I, uh, this is one of the problems with sets and seasons that I don't quite know how to fix yet. It's all this repetitive 99s of players who do the same thing. Kyle Schwarber is a one-trick pony, and he's great at it, don't get me wrong. But he's a one-trick pony. Sets and Seasons works great, and I use this example constantly, so uh, you know, apologies for repeating it again. But Sets and Seasons works great for players like A-Rod, who at their three stages of their career, if you're going to break it down into three stages, he played for three teams, kind of was a little different everywhere. With the Mariners, he was a lot more contact and speed, and he, of course, hit the ball over the fence as well. But he was more contact-oriented with speed. Go to the Rangers, and he's just slugging 75 homers a year. Then you go to the Yankees, and he's strictly a power hitter, plus now he's a third baseman. There are distinct eras of A-Rod's career, and you could build each of those cards differently to make a cool sets and seasons model for that player. Schwarber doesn't have that type of skill set. He is a one-trick pony. This is what he is. It's not his fault. It's not really SDS's fault either, but it is just kind of... It shows the weaknesses of sets and seasons. Let's put it that way. You want to use Kyle Schwarber? Go ahead. I'm kind of sick and tired of him, so I'm not using him myself. But this card's... I, I watched Ochev's debut with Schwarber, and it was, it was uncanny. It was zany. It was out of this world how good this card is. I'm just kind of bored of him. 
And then lastly, Adelise Garcia. So here's my take on this card. Holy hell is it built incredibly. 95 vision's not the highest, but it's plenty. He's got max power, max clutch, as he should. He's a demon. Uh, 113 contact right, 112 contact left. Oh, yes, thank you. 89 in the field, he'll be a diamond in right field at P1, which I am, excuse me, almost there to. 75 speed is pretty damn good. 94 steel, 95 aggressiveness on the bases is actually stunning. My issue with Adelise Garcia is that I don't know if I can deal with his swing yet. I am trying him my best in the Moonshot event. I want to get used to the swing because I'm thinking he might replace Acuna for me on my God Squad until we get something better. We, of course, don't know what, what the, the finest drop is going to look like yet. Um, This is just a shortcoming of the player and not SDS. The swing is not great or is not super popular. I'd like it to be very good. I'm trying to get used to it. Built very well. A very top-heavy program. Garcia, Schwarber, Heim, all excellent. Or at least very good. Presley's okay. Real Muto's hot shit. Fott is like a B-. Uh, Jeff Hoffman sucks. Thomas sucks. Nola's probably like a B-, B as well. And then just utter crap down here. Like, Thompson and Maton don't count because they're relievers and we always need those. But just otherwise, total crap. Total garbage. And, like, SDS was doing so well with their programs and content drops, I feel like it was kind of just mailed in a little bit. And I hope that's not the case, because they've been doing such a good job the last month-ish? Four to five weeks? It's been very good. It's been very good. I am so excited for Finest on Friday. Right? Yes, on Friday. Do we have the, the calendar here? Season 5, set 5, drops on November 3rd. There is a good chance I will be live on Twitch that Friday evening, grinding some new content. So if you guys want to come hang out, come, of course, hang out. Twitch.tv slash KDJTV. We'll be grinding as much of the new content as possible. This is the first content drop I think I'm not going to be away for since, like, set 2 dropped. I'm excited to actually grind it on the day it's coming out. Um... Uh, Hopefully the cards smack. Hopefully they're all 99. Stay tuned to tomorrow's Whiteboard Wednesday where we will predict all of the main finest players, one for each team. Um, I'm probably not going to be right. I'm trying to get like 50% right, but thankfully it doesn't matter if I'm right or wrong. It's just a prediction and nobody has any stub value invested in any of this. It's not like a roster update. So I'm just going to shoot some shots. We'll see what happens. Thank you guys for being here. Of course, thank you guys for making it to the end of this episode. In the comments down below, if you're on YouTube, let me know what you think of the Friday content drop. Did you like it? You're crazy if you did. But let me know, regardless, if you're listening on Apple and Spotify, love you guys. Make sure you leave a five-star review and do the stuff you do on review platform things. Um, but yeah, that's it. Love you guys. See you later. Happy Halloween.